everybody. Welcome to the Glean Podcast, fastest hour of the week. <laughs> we uh, enjoy talking about the things of God, talking about the Word of God, and we hope that through something we discuss that you can gain some wisdom, some insight on how to apply the Word of God to your life, and I believe that if you will, that you'll notice a difference. You cannot apply the Word of God to your life and not see a positive change. Uh, God is for us. He's not against us. I know a lot of people seem to be thinking that, that God's kind of like that big, you know, judge sitting up there in heaven and playing whack-a-mole with us. And when we mess up, he's hitting us on the head and knocking us down. But God is for us. That's right. We are his children. We are his select, his elect. And if you will take the principles of God's word and take this word and apply it to your life, you will see the biggest difference in your life, blessings, and uh, there's promises in the Word of God. And I have yet to run across anything in the Word of God or any principle in the Word of God. I have yet to apply it to my life, and it not work. may not happen overnight, mm -hmm. but it does work. And the uh, only thing I would do different probably, and I believe about any Christian would say this, is I wish I'd have done it sooner. Yeah. But... Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox, but uh, we are glad to have you here tonight, and we're going to continue in the book of Revelations. Uh, we're on chapter 11, the tail end of it. Last week, we were talking about the two witnesses, which you find in the first part of Revelations chapter 11, uh, and then we're going to pick up on verse of 15 of chapter 11 this is the seventh trumpet this is the last trumpet to be sounded and we're going to be discussing that briefly there's uh and then we're going to get into the uh, uh 12th chapter and that has to do with uh you know things that you have to understand in the book of revelation uh what we're getting into now is what we like to call informational chapters uh there's parts of the chapters that will be talking past tense part of them will be talking present tense you know things will be and then it'll be talking future tense and we'll go as we go through it we'll show you the differences and where we believe and what the scriptures are talking about and um i believe that that'll help you in understanding the book of revelations and again don't be afraid of the book of revelations it is the end book is the last book, and at the very end, we win. That's right. The devil is defeated. He never once, all the way from Genesis to Revelations, he never once wins and succeeds in anything that he does. Everything he does, God has a way of escape for people. He has a way to get them away from what the enemy's doing, and he has blessings for those that will follow him. So we'll get into this, look in chapter 11, starting with the 15th verse. It says that then the seventh angel sounded, and there was a loud voice in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, we give you thanks, O God Almighty, or Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. 
the nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple, and there was light, lightning, noises, thunderings, and an earthquake and great hail. Now what we see happening here in the seventh trumpet as it's being sounded, if you go back to last week, the last three and a half years, the two witnesses, the last three and a half years of the seven-year peace treaty between the Antichrist and the nation Israel uh, is, is broken three and a half years in. So the last three and a half years, these two prophets come upon the earth, and, and for three, year, three and a half years they preach, and there can be no destruction. Nothing can come against them. But then at the end of that, that three and a half years, uh, Satan is able to destroy them. They lay in the street for three and a half days, and then they raise again, and it's, you know, everybody sees it. it uh, everybody, you can't deny what happens. And that is at the very end, and all that's going on, and this is right at the very end, like I say, where Jesus is on his way back. So when this is happening, then the seventh trump is blasted, and it's a celebration to know that now God not only rules in heaven, but he, his authority will be the chief rule here on the earth. Yeah. So you got any uh, common commentary you want to add to the, <laughs> the seventh trumpet? Well, one uh, of the things that we realize, you know, the seals... And, uh, you know, of course, the trumpet judgments and the vile judgments, or the, some people call them the bowl judgment, mm -hmm. they uh, happen in succession. Right. Uh, in other words, you know, uh, the uh, trumpet judgments can't start until the seal, the seventh seal, mm -hmm. is loose from the little book. And uh, then the you know, the uh, vile judgments can't begin until the seventh trumpet judgment right. is sounded, you know. and But the other chapters in between those things are, like you said earlier as we were talking, uh, informational chapters. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you said, you know, that you'll find, uh, I, and I think this is uh, something that helped me Way years ago, when I was studying the Revelation, I thought everything after the uh, chapter four, verse one, was future. Right. But there's some information in here that is past tense. Mm -hmm. But he uses that to tie us into where we are mm -hmm. if things coming in the future. Right or even at the present time. Uh -huh. And so, uh, you know, that helps us to know that and understand it that way. And, uh, you know, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, I believe it is, uh, it says, Unto us a child is given. Mm -hmm. And uh, unto us, uh, I believe it says, I, I might have started off. Right? Yeah. It says a, a, a child is given. 
and unto us a son is born, mm-hmm. and upon his shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, his kingdom, uh, will the government will be upon his shoulders, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Right. And that's, that's what he was talking about here, uh, you know, in these verses. I, I remember exactly which one it was, uh, but it was here. It was talking, uh, yeah, in the, well, actually it was the 15th verse yeah. where you first started, uh, that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of God. Mm-hmm. And his uh, he's going to uh, rule and reign on the earth for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And according to Revelation chapter 20 and course we'll cover that when we get to that part uh that uh those of us who have been caught up you know before the rapture and been to the judgment seat of christ and uh you know you say well if we're saved what's the purpose of the judgment seat of christ well it it's to uh reward us for our deeds Mm-hmm. The Bible right. said, in, you know, in the, what we've done in service to Christ, whether our attitude was right or our motives were right, uh, you know, and, and uh, if we have built upon, uh, you know, wood, hay, and stubble, that is having the wrong attitude, the wrong, uh, you know, motives and things, or if we, you know, if we just doing stuff to try to promote ourselves, uh, and things like that. That work that we did, even though it may have been a, a good thing, right? It it won't stand the fire, right? Uh, you know, none. Of other words, it'll be burned up, and we lose our reward. And uh, of course, the Bible says uh, that our spirit would yet be saved, but by fire. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, we may not get much reward. But thank God we'll be saved. You know? Yeah. And if you're not saved, you won't be at this judgment. Right. You see. And so I believe that happens uh, while the, you know, tribulation is going on on the earth, most likely in the first part, first half of the tribulation, and then on in the, you know, just before Jesus comes back in the last half of the uh, tribulation. Uh, it talks about now the marriage of the lamb is come. Right. And uh, it says she has made herself ready, you know. And uh, that's while I'm right there on that point, you know, in the time that we're living in, I believe it's of utmost importance, you know, if that we make absolutely sure beyond any shadow of a doubt right. that our hearts are right before God. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, you it said there that the bride had made herself ready. We'll talk about that more, too, as we get into it. But uh, And it talked about, uh, you know, the white, we're clothed in white linen, white and clean. And it says the linen, white and clean, is the righteousness of, of the saints mm-hmm. that represents the we've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Thank God. Uh, so, uh, but he will rule and reign for a thousand years on this earth. 
Mm-hmm. And according to Revelations 20, we're going to rule and reign with him, you know. And uh, I've, I've often said, you know, we're uh, not going, when we go to heaven, we're not going to turn into little babies right. uh, plucking a harp and eating candy, <laughs> yeah. you know. We, we're going to be busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've even heard, uh, you know, some ministers mention that, and and I can see, uh, you know, uh, their point of view in this is that, and you mentioned, you know, uh, that, that if if we don't study the Word of God and uh, apply these mm-hmm. things to our life, uh, you know, if we don't learn it here, we'll be going to school up, up there, there yeah. you know. And the reason I believe, you know, the Bible says in the book of Psalm that, he said, thy word is forever settled in heaven. Right. I believe we're going to have to live by the same word mm-hmm. in heaven that we live in down here. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. And so if we don't learn the principles of God's word now, yeah. we're going to have to go somewhere and learn them up there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or in the kingdom, you know, as he rules and reigns here on the earth. So, uh, you know, we... That's why we, and as I said uh, back, I think uh, maybe the first or second part that we talked about this, uh, the, some people say, well, you know, we don't need to know this. I, I, you know, Revelation, boy, that, that's, uh, oh, that's such a mysterious book and such a mm-hmm. hard book. Uh, but uh, the reason we need to have a, in other words, we, we don't know it all. I, I don't know as I've ever <laughs> met anybody that does know it all. Some that thought they did. Yeah, some I've met <laughs> some that thought they did. But actually, and I can't say that I know it all. Right. You know, I've studied this uh, in the book of Revelations for, uh, you know, not the only thing, but I've studied it a lot down through these 50 years, uh, you know. And uh, so I've kind of learned to understand to have a working knowledge Mm -hmm. of it, Uh, you know, and I'll leave the fine details to them that are assigned to that particular uh, book of prophecy, uh, you know. Uh, But I believe every born-again Christian ought to have a working knowledge of the book of Revelation. Right. And you see, the Bible said uh, that we ought to, be able to give a ready answer, mm-hmm. a ready, and we had not even have to pause or wait. Yeah. You know, we ought to be able to give a ready answer for the hope that lies within us. In other words, if uh, somebody asks you why you're saved and how do you know you're saved, we ought to be able to tell them by the word of God why we know we're saved. See why we believe in that there is a God, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, the well, the Bible, you know, is simple. It tells us in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And uh, so uh, we know that Jesus came and gave His life on the cross of Calvary. And Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God 
raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Why? For with the heart, man believes. It's not talking about the blood pump. Mm -hmm. It's talking about the spirit of man, the center of man's being. It's, it's his spirit, the, and it's referred to heart and spirit are interchangeable in, in the scripture here. And so with our heart or our spirit, we believe, you see, and with the mouth, confession is made unto mm -hmm. salvation, you see. And uh, so that's all you can do to be saved. There's no other, no other way. Some some have said, well, you, you just make it too easy. You mean we don't have, well, we, yeah, we ought to do good work, but that's not what saves us. Right. We ought to do good works because we're saved, mm -hmm. you see, and that ought to be the motive behind everything that we do because if, if what we're doing in works is we don't have the right uh, attitude about it or we don't have the right motive, a pure motive. We're not doing it, uh, you know, for personal gain or to manipulate anybody, uh, to get gain or any of those things. Uh, we, we need what we do and how we serve God. Our motives and our attitude should be pure. You know, I, I don't, uh, serve God because, uh, you know, I want to be, uh, known by everybody. I don't care who knows me. The important thing is, do you know Jesus? Right. You know, but, uh, I want to serve him because I want to please him, you know? And, uh, when I stand before him in the judgment that I'll hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. <laughs> yeah. That that's the only one I'm concerned about pleasing. Of course, I want to please my wife too, but uh, sometimes I come a little short of that. <laughs> But I'm working on it, you know, after all these years. So, you know, it's a continual learning process. Uh, I think, we, you know, it's as long as we're in this thing, we're, we're going to have to be giving ourselves to the study of God's Word and prayer. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. And so we're looking at, you know, uh, Revelations, the last part of chapter 11, verse 15 there, uh, through 19. This is, you know, the celebration. This is right when we're, we're getting ready to begin the thousand-year reign with Christ. Mm -hmm. So you see, like we were talking about earlier, you go from past tense things yeah. to current things to this is future now, starting in verse uh, chapter twelve, we're going back yeah. into the past. Yeah. And when you look at chapter twelve, starting with verse one, it says, "And, and these are things." But as we read these, some of these things sound confusing. Some of these things, it, it, you may say, "Well, that don't even make sense." Excuse me. But bear with us, and we'll go through these things. And explain it so that you have an understanding of, of what each symbol or uh, what stars, different things, like what it's talking about. to give you a better understanding of it. But start in chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of 12 stars. 
Then, being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven datums, I guess you'd say, uh, on his head. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to the God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there for 1,260 days. Now, we'll stop right there for just a moment and look at that. And, and what we see is when it talks about the woman clothed with sun and the moon under her feet, this is the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. That's what it's talking about there. And then it goes on. So that's you see that that's past tense. And then it, it says... Then being with child, so we're we're talking about the nation of Israel, but yeah, it's talking about Mary as well. Being with child because that was Jewish descent, um, and she gave birth, and then it's talking about when another sign appeared, the great fiery dragon. This is where from that point all the way up until you know, uh, well, all the way up until the uh, two witnesses are resurrected. From that point until the two witnesses are resurrected, you see that the red dragon with seven heads, and uh, this is him trying to attack and stop what God is trying to do. Now, it goes all the way back even to before Genesis here, or possibly Genesis 1, where in verse 4 it says, he, His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth. When you see that, it's talking about the fall of Satan, the fall of Lucifer. And when it's talking about those stars, Mm -hmm. a third of the stars or a third of the angels in heaven that he drew with him, it's not that he knocked them out of place. It's that he convinced them to stand against God with him. And then, you know, when it says that he stood... Uh, before the woman ready to give birth to devour her child, you can even go back as far as to when um, Jesus was born and the wise men came and asked Herod, uh, you know, where the, this child was. And then, you know, he was trying to find out where the child was himself because he didn't know. And then after that, the wise men went a different direction, and then he put out a decree to kill all the male children two years age of two years old and younger. So you see the 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 parallels there. You're going from the beginning of time when Satan fell, mm-hmm. then you're going to the birth of Jesus. Now in verse six, it talks about well, verse five. It says she bore the male child. And he was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. That has not happened yet. Mm-hmm. The rod of iron, him ruling with the rod of iron, is when we come back with him and have the thousand-year reign. That's right. So verse 5, you're looking future. And then in verse 6, it says that there was the woman fled into the wilderness. Now that, I believe, is the 144,000 uh, Jews that will be put into a secret place uh, a prepared place, 
during the tribulation that they'll be protected because it says that they'll feed her there for 1,260 days, which is where you get your three and a half years. Yeah. Uh, well, two, I believe that that would represent the remnant uh-huh. uh, you know, yeah. uh, of Israel because uh, the 144,000 you know, that are sealed out of the 12 tribes of right. Israel are preaching yeah. the gospel during that time as well. But uh, before we go any further, let me go back yeah. to Isaiah 9. And uh, I was trying to quote that a while ago, and I uh, got it a little off. <laughs> so I want to make it right. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government. Mm-hmm. Shall be a you see you know it's talking about future because mm-hmm. the, the government can't be put upon him yet because yeah. yeah. he hadn't been born yeah. you know uh, and uh, it said but the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor the Mighty God the Everlasting Father the Prince of Peace and of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end, mm-hmm. praise God, yeah. upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it. See, he's talking future here. Mm-hmm. And with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Some mm-hmm. people say, well, how can that be? The Spirit of God will do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Praise God. Yep. And that's and Isaiah 9, what? 9, 6, and 7. See, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 uh-huh. foretell the same thing that Revelations 12, verse 5 is saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, also, when we get further on over in uh, Revelations chapter 20, it talks about him ruling the nations with mm-hmm. a rod of iron. Yeah. Uh, or, or, and also it talks, uh, I believe, in one of the letters to the churches about we would rule with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you think about this, too. Uh, his, in other words, his government will be a government of righteousness and peace. Mm-hmm. But why does he have to rule the nations? With a rod of iron, that speaks of strength. Yeah, you know, and authority. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because what a lot of people don't understand is that there will always be a natural, natural yeah. race of people here on the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, God intended that for Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. His purpose with them was, uh, you know, that. They should rule over his the works of his hands, the mm-hmm. Bible says. I give you dominion, authority, mm-hmm. to rule over all the in other words, he not holding back and he said, I'm giving you dominion and authority over everything I've created. Yeah. You see, with mm-hmm. my hands. Uh, man, you're talking about a responsibility. Yeah. But, uh, you see, they were not in a fallen condition at that right. point, you see. And uh, so 
Anyway, to make a long story short, uh, you know, they fail. And, uh, you know, uh, sin came into the earth. And uh, because of sin, death also came. And uh, so, it, you know, you look at that and you think, well, God failed in that. Yeah. No, he didn't. No. Nope. <laughs> he brings it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, when Christ is ruling upon the earth, there will be a natural race of people on this earth. And it talks about uh, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. And the nations of the earth will bring their honor and glory into it. Right. You see. And uh, so, uh, you know, he, he, in other words, it, when, when Jesus sets up his kingdom, Everything don't just automatically, all of a sudden, One, you know, one day they still, you know, unsaved people on the earth, uh, you know, but uh, that God will, you know, all of a sudden they'll just all be saved and, and they'll, uh, he, but why, if they're all already automatically saved, why, right? Uh, you know, does he have to rule them with a rod, rod of iron? iron. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, evidently, there's going to be a natural. Re- see, we'll already have received a glorified body, like unto Christ's glorious body. Right. In other words, a resurrected, glorified body in, to immortality. But they'll see there'll still be a natural race here, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a scripture in Isaiah also that says uh, that a, a man being a hundred years old would be like a child. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, uh, but he says the last enemy mm-hmm. that will be destroyed or put down is death. Right. You see. Yeah. So, uh, in other words, if a man dies at a hundred years of age, he'll be like a considered a baby, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, uh, so that, uh, you know, we see that, uh, he does rule. And uh, this will explain you, it'll help you to understand that at the end of the thousand years, you know, Satan, of course, is, the Bible talks about uh, an angel comes from the bottomless or, or comes with a chain and binds him up and throws him in the bottomless pit. Right. And uh, he's bound for that thousand years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Then at the end of the thousand years, the Bible says he is loosed for a little season. Now, we don't know how long a time that period is right? Uh, because God don't count time like we do, I, but I don't believe it'll be long. Uh, and there'll be people that will still be deceived and rebel and follow after him. Mm-hmm. But it's the way it reads, it seems like he no more than gets started until God says, right. uh, no more. Yeah. And he rains fire and brimstone down upon them and destroys them. And they're uh, cast into the lake of fire. And uh, so then it says Christ offers up his kingdom to God the Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, as I said, they, there's going to be a natural race of people. Yeah. God, what God started 
with Adam and Eve in the beginning, he yeah. finishes in the end. Yeah, kind of what we, we got to a little bit of that, I think, last week is all of this is being done, all this long process from yeah. the beginning of time, from the fall of Adam yeah. till Jesus comes back and rules and right. It's all, all this span of time is to get us back to the original intent of man. Yeah. So, you know, it, and he does it through a process. And some people, why did he take? Because it's had to be done. And why it took so long is because everything's been done. And during that whole process, it's had to be done through man. Mm -hmm. And he give man free will. Yeah. So, yeah, if everybody would choose him, it would we, we could get this thing done in a heartbeat. But <laughs> not everybody does. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna. I'll ask this question: Do you think because when when Jesus comes back and rules with a rod of iron, there's not gonna be presidents and governments and parliaments? He is it. Yeah. Then he he's the ruler of all nations. Mm -hmm. When he rules with a rod of iron, and I, I know that it'll be a different type of rule than what the church age is used to. You know, uh, what we're used to as far as submitting to him. Mm -hmm. and and But when he's actually here, do you think, because I, I, me personally, it, and I, I don't know, you know, this is just me personally, I think that the grace and mercy that's afforded the church, that relationship, and I've said this before, in that thousand year reign, it's a different different relationship with God or Jesus. Not that He's coming down and being a, a mean person, because He does have mercy. It says He's, you know, I was checking that Jeremiah, I think thirty three eleven, Psalms one thirty six one through three, Micah seven eighteen, talks about Him continually showing mercy or His mm -hmm. mercy endures forever. But that natural race of people have yet to accept Him as Lord and Savior. So there's going to be a difference in rule because he's ruling people that have yet to accept him as Lord and Savior. Yeah. Because every, I, if I'm right, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. That's not going to happen until after the thousand-year reign. Yeah. Uh, in other words, uh, the, according to the Scripture, you know, where it says that, that every... Nisha, uh, well, let's see, I believe it's in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, where it says, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, mm -hmm. that at the name of Jesus every knee mm -hmm. shall bow. Yeah. Well, when it says every knee, that's what it means. Yeah. It, it don't matter whether you want to or not, you're going to bow your knee before him. And every tongue will confess that he is Lord to yeah. the glory of God. Right. And so, uh, every you know, even the wicked, mm -hmm. they're going to have to bow. It, yeah. I, it doesn't make any difference. They're going to have to bow their knee, and they're going to have to confess with their mouth, you are Lord. Right. And... Uh, you know, why not do it now when we have the freedom to do it instead mm. of having to be forced to do yeah. it? Yeah, and uh, Jenny just asked a question, I, I, and I think this was my fault, but it is the the remnant 
is is what will be hidden away mm-hmm. uh, at the at the end before yeah. Jesus returns because the remnant is what they're coming against to destroy when Jesus comes in and and wipes everybody out and that's when we come in the hundred and forty four thousand will be preaching the gospel the remnants what will be yeah. uh, hidden away yeah um, now starting in verse seven uh, chapter twelve verse seven. This is Paul, what he was seeing, it says, and a war broke out in heaven. So we know that if a war broke out in heaven, this is past tense. Mm -hmm. And it says that Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, which is Lucifer, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. And then the last, before we talk, uh, verse 12, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Mm -hmm. So we see again in verse 7 that what John is talking about here is he is talking about when Lucifer decided to or attempted to lift himself up above the throne of God, you can go back and, and, and read that uh, at a later time, but that, that war broke out that Satan had conjured up a third of the angels, convinced them uh, to go with him, and no quicker than it started that it was stopped, uh, you know, and they fell. And then when they were cast to the earth, that's when Satan had to figure out a way to manipulate, which he manipulated the serpent, uh, to manipulate the serpent so that he could take the serpent and through the serpent cause Eve uh, to cause Adam to to stumble, you know, to fall and it give um, Satan the rule and reign over the earth, because that's why you see at the end of, of verse 12, the reason Satan is attacking us, the reason that his wrath is so great is because he knows that he has such a short time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we look at time differently than uh, spirit beings do, because there again, these when you're talking about Lucifer, when you're talking about angels, they're spirit beings. So Time to them is not what time is to us yeah. with with earthly or fleshly bodies, but um, you see through this that Satan is now on the earth. So we're we're back past tense, but he's now from. We're looking at this part. We're looking from Genesis when he caused Adam to fall up until where we're at now, all the way into the tribulation. Mm-hmm. So that's what what you kind of see there. But you have just always remember. That the woman is Israel, the child is Christ, and when it's talking about the dragon, it's talking about Satan and and his 
plan to overthrow not only he tried heaven, that didn't work. Now he's trying to rule and reign the earth. But he never gets the full authority. And, you know, I love verse uh, what is it? verse 11, chapter 12, verse 11. This is something where people are always, I, I, I'm a little nervous on how to share my testimony. Well, you, you need to share your testimony. Mm -hmm. And this is what is so powerful. Is, you know, verse 11, it says, and they, who is they? They as believers, that that's us. That's past tense, present tense, and anybody that's going to be saved in the future says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Now, here's another thing that a lot of people don't like, but it's there. And it says, and they did not love their lives to death. There's a lot of people that love God. But when it comes to changing everything in their life to do it God's way, mm. and, you know, I, I believe that there's a part of that scripture that it does mean for the martyr. There's some people that will deny Christ so that they'll live. But I also believe that there's a spiritual aspect of that is, you know, in what we've been preaching on, like what I talked about Sunday, I want more. Mm -hmm. What am I willing to let go of and say, God, everything's yours? I'm dying to self. Mm. You know, we talked about that scripture. What Paul, I was crucified with Christ, but yet I live. Not I that lives, but Christ that lives within me. Mm. So I believe it's also talking about I don't love my life enough or the things of the world that my flesh won't. I don't love that enough to die for it. I'm going to die for Christ. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's what that's talking about, about there. But what do you see looking, you know, in those parts where Satan's thrown out of heaven? You believe that's really that we can see that from Genesis all the way up until now, what it's talking about there. Yeah. Uh, because when you, you know, and it, uh, uh, said there was, uh, after he was cast down to the earth, uh, that there was no more, no place found for him anymore in mm -hmm. heaven. So, uh, Michael and the, his angels mm -hmm. overcame the, the Lucifer and he was booted out of heaven. And so he no longer from that point mm -hmm. had access to the throne of God. Now we have to understand, uh, he, he's talking about God's heaven, right. you know, now we we know there's the atmospheric heaven just over you know mm -hmm. over our head. Yeah. There's the outer space mm -hmm. heaven, and yeah. then there's uh, God's yeah. dwelling place. Yeah. Called heaven, and uh, so uh, he was cast out of there, and uh, the Bible and and th this might uh, you know uh, cause a lot of people to misunderstand. Uh, the Bible in the book of uh, First Corinthians or Second Corinthians, I believe, or it's one of the first or second Corinthians, mm -hmm. chapter four, verse four, uh, where it calls him the God of this world. He's the prince and the power of that. Yeah. Well, that don't mean that he now owns the earth. Right. It just simply means he is controlling the governments on this earth. He's the prince and the power of the air. And uh, that's 
you know, while we see some of the things that we see, just like nature, for example, uh, you know, they, uh, earthquakes, tornadoes, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, some people think that, uh, you know, God, uh, you know, is doing that and that he destroys, I mean, with uh, nature, uh, with tornadoes, you know, destroys things. I, I remember some years ago there was a, a church, I, I believe it was down near Raleigh or somewhere down that way, uh, a tornado blew it away, mm-hmm. you know. And when they was interviewing the pastor, he said that was the Lord's work. Yeah. But we going to rebuild it. Yeah. Well, if God blew it <laughs> yeah. away, why do they want to build it back? Yeah, build back what God you tore know? down. Yeah. And uh, some might say, well, God done it for a reason, to teach us something. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, if you study the Bible, you and especially uh, how God dealt with the children of Israel in Egypt, uh, and really how God has dealt with the children of Israel all down through the years, uh, that, uh, you know, when he told them they were getting ready to eg- exit Egypt, you know, to come out of Egypt, and uh, before they could come out, though, they had to kill the Passover lamb, and, uh, you know, it says a lamb per house. Mm-hmm. Boy, I like that. Mm-hmm. A lamb per house. Yep. That's where I get this saying that God is a God of household salvation. Yeah. And also in Acts chapter 16, uh, you know, where the Philippian jailer uh, was going to fall on his sword and kill himself because mm-hmm. he thought all the prisoners had escaped. And uh, Paul said, uh, you know, he he grabbed. He said, "We're don't kill yourself. We are all still here. Mm-hmm. No, where nobody's left." And he grabbed a light, sprang to into the inner prison, and said, "Sirs, what can I do to be saved?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house." Yeah. Praise God. God that shows both in the Old and in the New Testament. God is a God of household salvation. Yeah. Amen. And uh, so. Anyway, uh, you know, Satan is, uh, it says that he is the deceiver. I know it gives him several names, yeah. the old serpent. Accuser. The devil, the old Satan. The, he said he deceiveth the whole. Well, he, he don't have any new tricks. Mm-mm. His greatest weapon is deception. You remember we talked about this before in Matthew 24 when the disciples asked Jesus what would be the sign of his coming mm-hmm. and of the end of the age. What's the first thing Jesus said in response to their question? Mm-hmm. See that no man deceive, deceive you. Yep. You say, well, how did he get uh, Adam and Eve to fall? The, well, he deceived the woman, but the Bible said right. Adam was not deceived. Right. <laughs> that that's why it you know the sin came. Adam knew better, but he done it anyway. Right. You know, and uh, so uh, Eve was deceived, and she convinced Adam to to partake of it with her. You know, I 
the Bible don't say, but she might have said, Adam, you got to try this. We, we've we never eat anything like this, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, anyway, uh, he's still using that same trick of deception. Christ defeated him on the cross of Calvary. And, uh, you know, in Colossians chapter 2, uh, verse uh, 14, it says he blotted out the handwriting of or handwriting of ordinances that was against us, contrary to us, and nailing it to his cross. Yeah. And he made a show of them, talking about the principalities and the powers and all that, the demons and devil. He overcame them and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Mm-hmm. Well, when did he do that? After when he was uh, hung on the cross and buried, the Bible said, well, when Jesus said it's finished yeah, and he gave up the ghost. It's, and in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 4, mm-hmm. it says, he that ascendeth, that's talking about Jesus, into heaven, what is it? But first he also descended into the lower parts of the earth yeah. and led captivity captive and gave gifts mm-hmm. unto men. And so uh, Jesus, you know, those that died in faith, believing in the promise of a Messiah that would come and take away the sins of, of Israel. And, uh, you know, they were uh, led captive. They were being held captive against their will. Right. Now, we also understand that there were two compartments of uh, hell. You know, Mm -hmm. there was uh, the torment side and there was Abraham's bosom. Mm -hmm. But Christ preached the gospel unto them and he led captivity captive. And Isaiah, the book of Isaiah said, hell has enlarged itself. Right. So so they, they took up the space where, uh, you know, Abraham's bosom was because yeah. they were raised up into glory into the third heaven. And uh, so the, think about when, when, and Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, uh, you know, they were talking about casting out demons and all that. And he said, I saw Satan fall as lightning to the earth. Yeah. Well, when did he fall? Mm-hmm. When was he cast out of heaven? It had to have been before God put Adam and Eve in the garden of get, uh, you know, in the garden, right? Uh, because when the serpent came to Eve and deceived her, he was already fallen. Mm-hmm. If he if he hadn't have been already fallen, he wouldn't have deceived. Right. You see. Yeah. So. Uh, Jesus, I believe, he. I know people say, well, he wasn't cast out. Chapter 1, verse 14, that the word was made flesh right. and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory yeah. as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So he, he was there. Jesus was there as the word of God when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. Now, the scripture indicates to us that there were two floods mm-hmm. on the earth. Yeah. Uh, 
we we always when we think about the flood that has come upon the earth uh, was Noah's flood, and of course it did, and uh, you know it said the heavens opened up and the the rains came, and the fountains of the earth opened up. And that's how the earth was flooded mm-hmm. with water. And uh, but in I believe it's First uh, Peter. He said the earth that then was. He's referring to the time before Adam and Eve. The earth that then was perished. Right. Well, you go back to Genesis one. In verse 2, 1 and 2, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it says, the earth was dark and void and without form. And the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the water. Well, God didn't create the earth dark and void and without form. Right. The book of Psalms says that God created the earth to be inhabited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So it said the earth that then was perished. Mm-hmm. In other words, everything perished. So uh, when Noah's flood came, mm-hmm. you know, and he, you know, God told him to take two of every kind of animal and place them on the ark, and then he and his family, uh, you know, was placed in the ark, and. Uh, he all that time. I don't know. Some say 120 years, and some say that uh, the Bible don't really say. Uh, you know, it was 120 years, but but all that time he was in building the ark. He was preaching to the people that a yeah. flood's coming to, to destroy the earth. You know, but they thought he was crazy. These people think you're crazy today when you tell them Jesus is yeah. coming. Yep. But he's coming nevertheless, mm-hmm. you know. And it, you notice it said God shut the door of the ark. Yeah. So the rains came, the fountains of the earth opened up, and that's how the earth was flooding. But after 40 days, you know, the waters had assuaged back into their place and, you know, Noah sent the dove out of the ark, and he come back with a twig in his mouth. Mm-hmm. That earth didn't didn't perish. The, the plant life and everything right. was still there. Yep. So that shows us there were two floods on the earth. Yeah, it does. You see? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know uh, that has nothing to do with our salvation, but, uh, you know, you, you need to understand... Uh, you know, because uh, Satan, when he come in the form of the serpent to deceive Eve. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, he said, hath God said? Mm-hmm. Now, isn't that the way he does us today? Mm-hmm. When Did did God really say that? Right. Well, he might have said that, but did he really mean that? Mm-hmm. You know? I believe that's why in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, you know, it says, God says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of good and not evil, mm-hmm. and to give you a hope and a bright future. Praise right. God. Yep. 
Have, have you ever said anything to somebody and they said, well, I know what you said, but this is what you meant. Yeah. They did God the same way. Mm-hmm. But God knew. He said, I know that you could, don't be trying to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about right. or I didn't mean what I said. Mm-hmm. I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of good and not evil. See, God and the psalmist David said, it, you know, thy thoughts, they're, they're so wonderful. They're, they're as the, in number as the sand on the seashore. Yeah. And as, you know, he said, I, I, how can I count all thy thoughts? There is the sand number of the sand on the seashore. Have you ever been to the beach and laid on a blanket <laughs> out there and thought, well, I ain't got nothing to do. I believe I'll see how much sand out here. And you pick up, start picking up mm-hmm. two grains of sand to count them. That sounds stupid, but, you know, a lot of people's thinking that way. Yeah. You know. But the devil is still using the same gimmick, mm-hmm. deception. Yeah. And Jesus said in the last days they would be great deception. And that's why he said, see that no man deceives you. Well, how can you keep the enemy from deceiving you? I know our time is getting away from I'll tell you when you're having fun, <laughs> it, it gets away from But, you know, people need to understand that the, the devil's not come up with any new ideas or new tr- He's still using the tool of deception. Right. And if he can keep you deceived, he can whip you, mm-hmm. you see. Yep. But when you know the truth, yeah, that's why John's gospel said, you shall know in the eighth chapter, you'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's right. And it goes on to say, whom the Son set free is free indeed. Praise yep. God. Amen. And so that's why uh, it's it's so important that we know, as we mm-hmm. said earlier, be ready to give an answer mm-hmm. to anybody that asks you yeah. of the hope that lies within you. Yep. You see, and so we don't have the only way we can know it is by studying God's word Mm -hmm. and praying and seeking him and uh, have that assurance. Mm -hmm. You know, some some uh, uh, I know we're deviating a little bit from from what we're talking about here as far as what's coming in the tribulation. But, uh, you know, I've I've had people. You know, say, how do you know you're saved? Mm-hmm. Well, I know I'm saved because I did. I obeyed what the Word of God said to do to be saved. Right. Romans 10, 9 and 10. I mentioned that a while ago. The only way you can be saved is you must believe on God. You must believe on God for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And uh, he said, uh, if, if you believe in him and you confess him with your mouth, see, you got to say something. Mm-hmm. And believe in your heart. doesn't say nothing about your head. Your head will lie to you. Your thoughts, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, that's why we have to renew our minds to the word of God to think like God thinks. Believe what he says. 
<clears throat> and uh, he said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, so we must believe that he gave his life on the cross and shed his blood and was buried and rose again the third day. And if we believe that in our heart and confess it with our mouth, we're saved. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else we can do about it. Right. That's the only thing. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like Charles Cap said, uh, the Bible's so simple we have to have help to misunderstand it. <laughs> yeah. You know. But yeah. I, I, I guess I just got off on my <laughs> little soapbox there. But, uh, you know, people need to know. The devil is the old deceiver, and he's still using the same tactics today yeah. to whip you, to get you to question God, to doubt God, instead of believing what he said. Mm-hmm. Yes, same, same thing, and uh, that's what he's doing today, Yep, deceiving people. Yeah. Well... In the last days, what does it say? There come yep. scoffers, mm-hmm. mockers. Yep. Where's the promise of his coming? Mm-hmm. Our forefathers believed that and taught that. And everything still going on just like always. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to open your eyes and realize everything is not like always. Right. It's changed drastically yeah. just in the last few years. Yeah. I mean, more than probably ever any time in history. Mm-hmm. Things are changing quickly yeah. because we're coming this age of the Gentile rule, Gentile power ruling over the earth is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And th- boy, when it's coming quick and yeah. things are changing yeah. fast. Yeah, they are. They sure are. But that is all the time we got tonight. We done run up on 8 o'clock. Now listen, do us a favor, hit that like button, share it on your social media. You can text it to somebody. Uh, we're also on all the different podcasts, Spotify, different ones like that. You can find us there. But all you got to do is just share it. And that's as simple as it gets to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You don't have to preach. Just use your finger, and you've now become a preacher of the gospel by right. taking what we're doing here and sharing it to those that you know and that are on your social media. Guys, we love you. Listen, if there's any of you that live here locally, we have started Sunday night services back. And I'm telling you, God is moving mightily. We, we're on the cusp of revival. I believe it's here. We're getting our feet wet. I believe every week we're just going deeper and deeper into it. We're not saying you got to become a member. You, you may go to a church and love it, and that is awesome. We're just saying if you want to come on Wednesday nights and fellowship and worship with us and be a part of that. Sunday night. Yeah, on Sunday nights. <laughs> yeah, whatever night I'd said. Don't <laughs> Sunday nights at 6 o'clock, doors open at 530. Come just be a part of that and get what God is doing here and take it back to where you are. We want to help start fires of the move of God all over this county, this state, and wherever else it may go. Until next week. God bless you, and we'll see you Wednesday.